0: A congressman from Wisconsin says the United States must either depend on slave labor or open the stalled twin metals sulfide mining project on the edge of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness if the nation aims to have renewable energy sources as it shifts toward a green future. Republican Congressman Tom Tiffany, who represents Wisconsin's 7th Congressional District, asked 20-year-old Julia Ruel from the group Kids for the Boundary Waters if she thought slave labor should be preferred over the Twin Metals Project. The tense exchange occurred May 24th during a U.S. subcommittee on energy and mineral resources that was held virtually in Washington, D.C. Legislation that would essentially block certain types of mining on a large swath of federal land in the watershed of the BWCA was passionately debated during the committee hearing. The proposed bill, which came from Minnesota Congresswoman Betty McCollum, would prohibit sulfide based mineral development along a section of Superior National Forest on the edge of the BWCA. Julia Ruel is a name some WTIP listeners may remember. We first spoke to her when she won an essay contest in 2017 that was presented to her by the Ely Outfitting Company. The essay garnered Ruel and several of her friends a fully outfitted trip to the Boundary Waters. A teenager at the time, Ruel explained that she was recovering from brain cancer and that the Boundary Waters was a place of healing for her. Prior to being questioned by the congressman, Ruel explained how much the BWCA continues to mean to her.
1: And my very favorite part of our trips is always the quiet. Every sound in the Boundary Waters is natural and soft. Growing up with this opportunity for quiet and reflection has centered and grounded me. In parallel, the challenge of navigating the wilderness has taught me tenacity, perseverance, and strength. I unexpectedly had to draw on these lessons from the forests, lakes, and rivers when I was diagnosed with brain cancer four years ago as a high school sophomore. Suddenly, everything I knew was flipped on its head. During my very first MRI, before we even knew what was causing my debilitating headaches and nausea, I remember painting a picture in my head of the Boundary Waters to channel the serenity of a windless sunrise reflecting across the lake to help me lie completely still.
0: Moments after she shared her sentiments, Congressman Tiffany questioned Ruel on the future of renewable energy and the proposed Twin Metals mine. Here is their exchange from May 24th during the committee hearing.
2: Ms. Bruel, if you knew slave labor produces turbines, those wind turbines and solar panels that everybody's talking about, would you um, uh, would you support getting them from China? If you knew slave labor produces those, Mr. Ms. Bruel.
1: I would never support slave labor, but that doesn't mean that we need to sacrifice um, our land here.
2: Um. Uh, So anyhow, if it's a choice between producing it here in Northern Minnesota um, or getting it via slave labor from China, what would your choice be?
1: I don't think it's relevant to be debating whether slave labor is a good thing and pollution of this place is a good thing either because there are other options Exclu- uh, excluding
2: those two. Mr. Rowell, I appreciate it. I'm going to let you off the hook on that uh, because those are the kind of decisions that we have to make.
0: That's Republican Congressman Tom Tiffany speaking with Julia Ruwell during a House subcommittee May 24th. I had a chance to speak with Congressman Tiffany on May 26th, two days after the committee hearing. Here's part of our conversation. Republican Congressman Tom Tiffany represents Wisconsin's 7th congressional district. He joins us now for more on Tuesday's congressional hearing about legislation that would block mining on some federal land in the watershed of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. Congressman, thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, glad to join you, Joel.
0: All right. Well, I wanted to talk about some things that came up during Tuesday's hearing. You made reference to slave labor during Tuesday's hearing. You asked Julia Ruel from the group Kids for the Boundary Waters about this topic. I I wanted to follow up on that and ask if if you feel it's accurate to say that it's a simple choice between moving forward with the Twin Metals mine in Minnesota or depending on slave labor to have forms of renewable energy in this country.
2: Yeah, I think it's a pertinent question because... uh, Lots of the solar panels and wind turbines that are going up in America are produced in China. And it's been proven that uh, many of them are produced in the Xinjiang region of western China, where the Uyghurs are enslaved. And um, there's other companies in America, Nike, Apple, that have used that type of slave labor also. And I just think it's inappropriate for us to be using that, even for some of the products that we take here In America, it's one thing to trade with China. It's a whole other thing to uh, use products that are the product of slave labor. Mm.
0: Would it be more accurate to say that the manufacturing of renewable energy sources is the issue that you're talking about, not the extraction of the metals?
2: Well, uh, where the metals are going to be produced, it's more likely that those components are going to be made in that country. We have a much better chance of having the construction of these um, of these devices, whether it's wind turbines, solar panels, whatever, which use, for example, with solar panels, they use a significant amount of silver. If you're producing it here in the United States, there's a much better chance that it's gonna be manufactured uh, in this country because you have to factor in manufacturing costs. Uh, for example, China gets a lot of raw material um, uh, from Australia, from countries that are in um, in, in the Asiatic region. So um, I, I do think it's a legitimate issue.
0: There was the former chief of the U.S. Forest Service, Tom Tidwell, on the call, Steve Paragas, who owns a outfitting company a business in Ely, Minnesota, on the edge of the Boundary Waters. And uh, why did you choose Julia Ruel for that specific question about slave labor?
2: Um, because I wanted to ask each of the witnesses a question. As you saw during the hearing, um, I asked questions and commented in regards to uh, Chief Tidwell and um, uh, really the, the poor job he did as the head of the U.S. Forest Service, where we now have massive forest fires in the western United States, when he refused to Uh, conduct appropriate levels of harvest to manage that fire risk, especially in the Western, uh, the Western States. I asked Mr. Paragas a question. I also commented because I had a uh, tourism oriented business for 20 years here in Northern Wisconsin in a very beautiful place uh, that I think has some similarities with him, um, uh, with the business that he has. And um, I just wanted to make sure that Ms. Ruel also uh, received a question and especially, um, uh, with her situation, and um, uh, I wish her the best. I mean, she's been through a difficult uh, situation. I believe she said she had cancer, mm-hmm. and um, uh, going to the boundary waters uh, to help her heal, I think, is a terrific thing. But we as uh, lawmakers have to, uh, we as lawmakers really have to make sure that we're doing what is in the best interests of our entire country and that's what i would hope she would consider as she goes forward
0: okay well, republican congressman tom tiffany represents wisconsin's 7th congressional district he was involved in a hearing on may 24th about legislation that would block mining on some federal land in the watershed of the boundary waters canoe area wilderness congressman i really appreciate your time
2: yeah it was good to good to join you here uh today joe and i'll call anytime
0: I also had an opportunity to speak with Julia Ruell while she was at the Ronald Reagan Airport in Washington, D.C., following the committee hearing on May 24th. Here's part of our conversation. Julia, your thoughts about that uh, interaction with the congressman?
3: I was definitely caught off guard. Uh, for one, his question posed a very false choice. Uh, we don't have to choose between child slavery and protecting the Boundary waters they're not things that are dependent on each other. And because of that, I was kind of disgusted that he was making it about that. Um, it, we have connections. The U S has trade connections with lots of different countries and really strong ones with Australia, Norway, Canada, um, trade allies that are, we, we know we can rely on, uh, so that question just seemed very much like it was just trying to catch me in saying something that I am not going to say. I'm not going to say that I support slavery. That's that's a pretty easy choice for me to not agree to.
0: Did you have any idea that you were going to be called upon during the hearing after you gave a statement about why you like the Boundary Waters, what it's meant for you as you've... Uh, made your way through cancer treatment and just this what the wilderness has meant for you as an individual as you've grown up. Uh, did you plan to answer any type of question, or, or it doesn't sound like you were ready for that type of question, but any at all?
4: <laughs> uh,
3: I knew that I could be asked questions, and I expected that most of the questions, as they did, would go to um, former Chief of the Forest Service, Tom Tidwell, or Steve Braggis, who owns a really strong outfitting uh, company in the in ely um so has a really strong economic argument for protecting the boundary waters um so i was expecting that i might get some questions asked but um definitely more were going to them and uh, for good reason they're very strong experts on the topic
0: that is julia ruel from the Kids for the Boundary Waters organization, speaking with us at WTIP on May 26th, following a congressional hearing about a mining ban on the edge of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness in Superior National Forest. Another tense moment during the May 24th hearing came when Alan Lowenthal, congressman from California who chairs the U.S. House Subcommittee on Energy and Mineral Resources, spoke with Twin Metals Chief Regulatory Officer Julie Padilla about language the mining company removed from its submission of documents to the committee. Padilla insisted on multiple occasions during the hearing that the mine could be built without producing acid rock drainage. Some of that language had been removed at some point from the submitted documents. Here's the exchange between Congressman Lowenthal and Twin Metals Chief Regulatory Officer Julie Padilla.
4: In your... Um, oral testimony before this committee, you are saying that there will not be any problems with acid rock drainage. And in the written testimony, you submitted actually two versions of testimony to this subcommittee. Uh, And you seem confident that what you've said orally is the same as what you've submitted. And in the first testimony that you submitted to the committee, you stated there is no potential for acid rock drainage. TAP emphasized the no underline. The no was bolded and underlined. It was pretty unequivocal. But in the second draft of, of your testimony that you submitted to this committee, you omitted that line. That was the only change. What are you saying? That you don't want to be on record for uh, the potential for acid rock drainage. Uh, Is this a stunning admission that there potentially could be acid rock and you do not wanna be on the record for saying that there is no acid rock drainage? Please, please let the committee know which is the correct message since you are sending two messages to the committee. Um, thank you chair Lowenthal. I, I sent one message to the committee, uh, if read in context, and certainly there were other changes in the other version um, that I had asked to replace the first version that I sent along. There is no risk of acid rock drainage to the boundary waters from this project. There is zero risk to the boundary waters from acid rock drainage from this project. So then, there, why did you submit? Then why did you submit? Of the second draft that eliminated that statement. There were multiple changes in that document. I'm so. not asking about multiple changes. I'm saying, why did you eliminate that statement? Uh, we didn't eliminate it. We just reframed it. Well, that's not what the committee and what we see in your testimony. It seemed pretty clear to us. It was uh, not reframed or eliminated.
0: That was Congressman Alan Lowenthal, who chairs the U.S. House Subcommittee on Energy and Mineral Resources, speaking with Twin Metals Chief Regulatory Officer Julie Padilla. To view the entire committee hearing from May 24th and to hear the full WTIP interviews with Congressman Tiffany and Julia Ruel, visit WTIP.org.